Okay, listen up, everybody. Turn up your volumes. Announcement. You are now listening to Oh That's Garbage Media Production. Champion of the world. It's happy hour. Your How do I favorite podcast? Because I will beat your fucking dick in the ground all day. Introducing your hosts, Snake and Trav. The garbage. What up? Happy hour. We're back. Episode forty-five. I'm Snake. That is Trav. Uh, it's just us today. Oh, just kidding. It's a huge week. Trav, uh, the competition, do you have the results ready to read out? Are you ready to, to, uh, introduce this week's winning guest? Yeah. So, geez, I feel like I had this cued in my head and I just didn't write it down. So I'm going to do my best, but basically, um, we had a, we had a slam dunk winner here. Oh, I have missed. a. I do have a podium if you need it. If you want to go, I had. Yeah, I had a podium. Uh, the third place was Nathan Zig, right? Uh, second place was Alec uh, Clausmo, and then uh, first place, uh, Georgia Bulldogs own Matchell, six and one. Only missed one game. Didn't really. <laughs> didn't even really sweat it. Uh, for what it's worth, I, I have to mention that. When I sent the thing out, he was one of the first people to get back to me. He said, haven't looked into a lot of these, just going off what I heard on the pod. And, I, you know, you did say the pod. I'm hoping you were referencing us, Matril. Uh It's okay if it was a different pod, but uh, regardless, uh, uh, impressive win. Uh, super glad to have you on the show. Um, I think it's called, like, I, I thought we had you on for the first show last year, but it was actually, I looked, it was week three. But it did feel like predestination for, like, us to kick off the year with you yet again so yeah well thanks for having me back fellas i um it was definitely the pod the happy hour pod um that i got all my information from not that i could have recalled any of it but it must have just soaked in there it is um i do think i mean not to get too greedy but i think i just missed a seven and oh two i think i just missed an (laughs) under and over by a few points or something because i think i was watching the game and i was rooting for it and um, I think that was, was the one I missed, but yeah, I wish I could credit it to some, you know, algorithm or something like that, but sometimes you got to just go with your gut. Don't overthink it. He That's went, great, man. his only missed pick was UTEP, the minus one and a half. And you could argue that was the correct play. So that, that's even what that, it was. Yeah. Even that little inflection in his voice. Matchell's like a, a gambler. He's like, I almost, I will say I almost had the perfect week. <laughs> like it's a little itch there. There's something there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll. Uh, I know I mentioned it to you boys already, but I do still have every single promotional bet available that Take exists. Peek at those. That, stress, that stresses me out. I was just like deep diving to see what I had left. I dug up a bet three sixty five I haven't used, and then a Sports Illustrated one I haven't haven't used. Uh, but I didn't neither even know of those promos are excellent. I didn't even know means. Sports Illustrated had a sports book. Jeez, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, I think my my philosophy has kind of been I could probably pretty easily get sucked into it. So 
I've just avoided it altogether. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much how it works. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that's, I think it's amazing that you just like went with your gut and did so well. I'm going to continue to just pour hours and hours into this so I can go, if you uh, click, so I can hit 45% of my bets. So yeah, if you hit or if you click on like your profile, like logo in the FanDuel app, one of the first numbers it shows you is like how, how you're doing career wise, which I actually appreciate because it's, it's a humbling number. Like if you use the FanDuel app and you're listening to this right now, like check it out. It's a disgusting amount of money that, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I just like to tell myself constantly tell myself that I'm even doing this. And then I see that FanDuel amount and I go, no, I don't think, I think I might be down a little. You do the same thing I do. We go, well, I won like three or four of those promos off the bat. So like, I'll just think for the rest of my life, like I'm still about even, even though like that is probably (laughs) like, we're definitely in the red by this point. We didn't talk about this, but are we doing a, are we going to do a parlay this week? Oh yeah, absolutely. We yeah. have to, right? I mean, just those alone last year feel like cost me, uh, like you know, half my leg. Maybe not my, you know, a full extremity, but at least half an extremity. Yeah, it was insane. We just got ice cold. I mean, we if Matra was on that early, we might have won. But like, I think we won the first three out of four, and then just like lost eight or nine in a row of guest parlays. Oh, I feel like it was even more than that. that was You'll wild. have that. You'll have that. Very true. Um, okay, so before we get into football today, do we want to get into any weekend talk? Anything to to brush over? I didn't have a I can kick off and just say I didn't have a gigantic weekend. I did crush some brews at uh cousin Chris's house. He had a little housewarming action, a little meet the baby action. The fellas got into some some drinking games late. I just want to give another shout out to the drinking game of baseball, which <laughs> Matchell and I will be together this weekend at a tailgate. I think baseball is going to make a, a heavy presence at that tailgate. It It's like low-key, maybe the best game. It might, it's 1A and 1B with beer ball, and depending on, like, the vibe, it it might be 1A. <laughs> I'm, I'm in full support of um, getting that going this weekend. Yeah. Any, any notable uh, weekend events from the dads here? cleaning up shit unfortunately yeah nothing for me <laughs> anything for you Mattrell? <laughs> uh nothing real notable just uh spent the weekend swimming with uh with the girls we did have speaking of cleaning up shit we did have one close call luckily we were out of the pool just didn't quite make it to the toilet in time pool it was dump not is, me yeah pool dump is tough oh not thank god for, it, it wasn't you oh it wasn't god. me for the record um <laughs> I was telling Trav before we hit record that nobody ever warns you about potty training. Um, so any uh, new parents out there, buckle up. <laughs> I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to that. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Um, let's, uh, th- I think we do have a little bit of talk along those lines to get to, but before we do that, we are going to kick off with some game balls in usual fashion here. So fire up the Denzel. Game ball. Ronnie Bass. Uh, Matchel, do you have a game ball or are we going straight to Trav here? 
I, I have a quick game ball. Um, just saw this earlier and definitely sticking with the, with the Bulldogs theme. I think I went heavy on the Bulldogs theme last time I was on the pod. Um, but I saw earlier that uh, Brock Bowers was um, one of three or four players in college football deserving of a 99 overall rating in the new uh, college football game coming out. So wow. game ball, Brock Bowers, our, our guy. Wow. I For the record, I don't think that college football game is ever going to see the light of day i'm just not convinced it's real (laughs) yeah you might be onto something there but if it does come out keep an eye out for that 99 rating for brock bowers love it t-man yeah i have a a game ball we talked about week zero earlier i had someone send me their picks Uh, the night it was at 3 a.m on sunday so after the games had already finished Uh, i thought that was hysterical i read it and I actually thought they sent me a like a bunch of winners, um, you know, <laughs> just for, to be funny. But they actually went two and five, and they got second to last place. So, <laughs> what do we have? Wild. Game game ball there. I think it's the little things in life sometimes. <laughs> How did he finish again? I, I, dead I never got an explanation either. It's uh, one of Griff's buddies, so I might have to check in on that. Did you consider hitting reply and just saying like "haha, good one" or something? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's just hard. I didn't really want to. I didn't really want to say like. I mean, clearly there's some sort of disconnect going on, um, or maybe the email didn't. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I know cousin Chris seems to have problems with his email quite a bit. So maybe people in general have problems with their emails. I've never personally had like a 24 hour delay on an email. But yeah, I can't imagine maybe. that breaking through the lines of communication at 3 a.m. Three. 3.30 a.m. Yeah, Maybe he accidentally scheduled to send it later instead of just hitting send. That's not insane. Yeah, that's not insane. Did you put um, that gentleman in the results here? Because I'm looking. He had about 15 nope. or 20 entries here, so he's not even included. But he, he, you said he no. did. So he must have won two games, three games or something? Yeah, I think he went two and five, but I, I can't oh. remember. I hate to do this, but I'm seeing a one and six on the board, boys. Does anybody? Yeah. So it actually came down to it actually came down to points. Um, we don't need to. Are we going to call out the one and six guy? <laughs> I would, I I would like to. I I think he's suffered enough. He actually didn't get last because he the game he hit was a heavy hitter. Um, so he he won a game that was later in the day. So he he gets five points for it, right? Is that what you're saying? Right. Six. I think it was six, five or six. Yeah. So he didn't get last, uh, but he did not, not have a good day. Um, are put you really going to, you could, you put can him on the hot seat. Yeah. You can call him out if you want to. Okay. Uh, I'll just get into my game ball. So I just want to give a game ball to one of the sharpest betters. I know Ronnie too sharp, uh, <laughs> for his one and seven or sorry, one and six week. <laughs> uh, that's the first time I've looked at this sheet in depth like that. Hey, it happens to the best of us. It get them out of the way early. Honestly, week zero is a great time to go one and six. So, yeah, speaking of which, I actually have another game ball I just thought of. It's for Chip Patterson on the Cover 3 podcast. I was listening to that today, and he was laughing at himself for his finish last year. He went 2-7 and seven and then 0-9, oh 0-9. Nine, oh nine. So he had a 2-25 and 25 stretch to end the year. That's impossible. And that's, and that's somebody that watches a lot of football and is probably pretty good. Like That's an unbelievable stretch. So game ball to him for being able to act for one to bring that up because I don't think any of the other guys on that pod ever would and game ball for just being able to laugh that off. I think I 
quit after that. I mean, that's that's rough stuff. That I've never heard of anything like that. In my he life. said he, he said he went from ten games over five hundred to whatever that is, thirteen games under. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And then he kicked off like one and he. I think he went one and six or something this year too, or he, last yeah, week. They all they all did. Wasn't bad, happy. Yeah. Um. All right. My real game ball. I have an update on my neighbor who I spoke about before. He converted his garage into a kitchen. So <laughs> big news. I drove by last week. I could not help but notice there is now garage door was uh, popped. It was, it was up all the way, but we have some sort of barrier there. It was like a loose, like black sort of transparent screen. Almost like he recognized like, holy shit, my kitchen's, outdoors and i should probably put like some sort of barrier here so like dust off the street isn't blowing into my <laughs> cabinets bug bugs getting bugs would probably be, yeah i would think bugs would be a major issue in the kitchen roaches with, with missing a wall so he's got some sort of fabric hanging down there which is great um and then the the kicker was i drove by again on tuesday so two days ago and i caught the man in action this time so I saw the guy, presumably the husband. He was in front of the girl. He was standing right in front of it, screen mesh net down. Uh, he was wearing pajama pants, and I shit you not, he had a crossbow out, and he was just like target. <laughs> he wasn't shooting anything. He was just like sighting it, and he was sighting aiming, it in, <laughs> sighting it in, and he was aiming it towards like this adjacent road that the runs right by his school. house. So. It, he was 90 degrees from the elementary school. <laughs> right, that's good. Do you have a, you don't have to say the name of this guy if you don't want to, but I just feel like his name is Gary. Is it Gary? Uh, Matro has a neighbor named Gary, but <laughs> yeah, I did not. Kitchen, I don't, I haven't... kitchen in the garage as well for Gary. No, Gary but weirdly Gary? similar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's actually a good point. Um, no kitchen in the garage, but the guy just seems to live in his garage. <laughs> Year round, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he has a deck on the back of his house now too. So we tried to give him the benefit of the doubt when we first moved in. No back deck. All right, put a TV in your garage. You want to hang out in there? Pop the door open. Sure, that's fine. But he's still doing it. <laughs> and we moved in almost four years ago. So we just arbitrarily named him Garage Gary. He runs like oh, a, oh god. He runs like a full setup trap. Like he's just got yeah. like tailgate chairs and coolers in there and a TV. It's crazy. And he's he's like constantly on the phone. Somebody, one of our other neighbors, told us he's legitimately a lumberjack. But I don't, I don't know when he works. Maybe overnight he goes out in the woods in in the dark. I don't know because he's always in his garage. A little cool. It's a little cooler then. Yeah, I, it is tough to be a lumberjack working from home in your garage. I, I'm not yeah. sure. So there's there's a disconnect there. He's working. He works from home. Yeah. <laughs> Work from home, from home. All right. Uh, game balls in the books. Next next segment this is a huge one. Uh, I think we might have even teased the possibility of this segment coming to fruition someday. So I don't want to butcher the segment name, Trav. So this is another debut. What do you got for us? What do you have for the yeah, dads? I think I, I think I just love making up segments and then using them for like two or three weeks and then kind of forgetting about them and then maybe recovering them in months. But anyways, I got an, I got a new segment for us. 
It's called Dad Talk with Matril. And <laughs> I kind of I kind of met I mentioned these to you kind of on the spot, Matril, that I was gonna throw these at you. They're both a little bit rhetorical. Like I said, it's nothing uh nothing like where I'm gonna be quizzing you or evaluating you as a father or anything like that. But I was curious, do you find that a couple of things I've noticed <laughs> uh twenty uh with 30, 30 days into being a father or whatever, do you th- do you find that time itself seems to be going faster? Oh yeah, yeah. I've got um. So so the my older my older daughter starts preschool the day after Labor Day, which just seems absolutely wild. Um, say a little prayer for us because we start preschool and dance that day. So. We're going to have an exhausted toddler. I was going to say, that um, seems like a long day for a four-year-old. Yeah, it's only, um, preschool's only two and a half hours twice a week, but still. Oh, okay. But yeah, it just, it oh, okay. blows Nothing my crazy. mind. It blows my mind that I have a, a three-year-old. It just and seems I, like I wake up in the morning and then before I know it, it's like dinner time. And I'm like, well, that's, that can't be right. But it, it is. I think it's just because you're constantly, it's like, uh, you're just constantly doing something with the child. You don't really think about it, you know, yeah. but you're, you're constantly like, uh, feeding the child or changing the child or putting the child down for a nap. And then like in your free time, you're like, Oh sweet, I'm going to go work out. So that's like, you know, like an hour or I'm going to make myself food. That's like an hour. And then, be, yeah, just before you know what the day just, you're, it's, you're it back is, at it. it. No, it's, I, I think about, I, I play in this charity golf tournament uh, in July. And I was talking to this one, uh, this one guy, it's a friend's father. And he says to me, he says to me, yeah, I swear it wasn't that long ago. I was your age, man. Once you have kids, time flies. And I was like, I just never really, I guess I didn't really take it to heart at the time, but now I'm like, this is actually, it's actually insane. It's yeah. It's crazy. And I I remember wild as shit. Yeah. And like during the newborn phase, you'd be up in the middle of the night, like for hours and like, Oh man, this is like, when are we going to be done with this? And then I signed up like, for it, boys. That's all I tell myself well, every time I signed up for it. <laughs> it felt like it might've gone quicker the second time around, but it was like, you're up all night and then you blink and you're out of the newborn face. That's good. That, that's yeah. some hope for the future. It, that was, it doesn't, la- doesn't last answer. forever. Great doesn't answer. Last I, forever, I am. I am actually grading your answers. You get an A plus there. All right. Perfect. So speaking of nighttime, it, is bedtime like now officially the best part of my day? Because I feel like that feeling when I crawl into bed and I'm like, okay, I did it. Like, like the dog is taken care of. I know you guys kind of skipped the dog phase, which was probably a good move. Um, but now you have the second kid. So it's probably even crazier. I mean, even just with one kid and the dog, man, I just feel like by the time I crawl into that bed, I'm like, oh, finally some me time. But then I'm so tired that I just like fall asleep right away. But I'll, uh, I, I just it, feel like there's nothing like it. I'll take it a step further. And that is that is a great feeling. But I think what might even top that is once you get on a, a solid schedule and you've got like an hour or two between a kid going to bed and you going to bed that you can finally just like get some shit done, do nothing, sit on the couch and watch Netflix that might even top bedtime itself. I love that. So this is, you know, basically you're just talking child children's bedtime preceding your bedtime. That that's the, that's yeah, the, so the golden hour, so to speak. We typically go like seven thirty bedtime, start, start the process. Sometimes it's not till like eight thirty. But then 
I don't know, I'm up till 1030 or so. So that like two or three hour gap there is, uh, is primo. That's, that's, that's how often are we great to know? I'm just going to, I'm just going to just keep, you know, uh, uh, straight thinking straight ahead here. Uh, you know, just looking forward to the future a little bit. This is, it's, it's a little rough. I mean, there's definitely some times where I'm like, what did I do to myself here? Yeah. How often are we popping out of bed before a child wakes up? And it's probably hard in both your cases now. That's another life pro tip I'll give you. Sometimes it's tough to do it, but if you can give yourself an hour in the morning to like collect your thoughts for the day before, like sometimes rolling rolling out of bed, yeah, rolling out of bed and immediately like caring for someone else, you don't even get a second to think about what you've got going on. You can give yourself a gap again, dude. It's it's essential. Okay, so life pro tip, don't let your child be your alarm. Yeah, I mean, I'm guilty. Sometimes it sometimes it happens. It's not always the worst thing, but when you can give yourself a little gap on either end before waking up or before you go to bed, it's the way to go. But yeah, I mean, we're not like we're not sticklers for the schedule. There's times that, you know, we're not on a strict bedtime, so you got to got to be flexible too, but yeah, rut- routine is pretty nice. Snake, if there's one guy I know that wakes up before his alarm goes off, it's natural. It's natural, yeah. Guy used to yeah. s- have like the 9 a.m. class in college, and he's setting that alarm for 6.30. I did it this morning, had a 5.30 alarm set, woke up at 5. <laughs> oh, that's Just another thing. He usually could because. not sleep till the alarm either. Yeah, I don't know why. And, or, then, and then he would tell I, us, he'd go, what's up, morning, fellas? <laughs> Woke up before my alarm. It's like I know okay. you did because you did. I love, I <laughs> love that. Done that, that the last twenty days. That evidently that just means you're a football guy because I was listening to the fan this morning, um, <laughs> and <laughs> Stink uh, Stink Schlereth mentioned that he sets his alarm. Their show starts at six a.m. and he mentioned that only he could count on one hand how many times he wakes up like. Be, uh, to his alarm like almost always he just wakes up before the alarm and then just gets up goes just into the office ready to go yeah. yeah another one another one i do all the time is like have a 5 30 alarm set i wake up at like 5 28 just because just right before the alarm's gonna go off just a little f you to his alarm you'll have that <laughs> I'm pretty much not that guy. Like the one out of 10 times that does happen to me, it, I admit it feels great, but I'm rarely cutting myself short on Z's intentionally. But I'm also, I've got some night owl syndrome. So yeah, someday having a kid, I don't, I guess that's just going to go away. You can't really just like sip a brew till 1 a.m. Hot huh, Trav. I mean, you can. You can. You can. <laughs> you can. You can. Not highly advised, though. No. I think you once told me that, Matt. You said, it's another piece of dad talk. Maybe the worst hangover you'll ever experience is the crying baby hangover. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a rough one. Or even, like, if you do decide to get after it, and then you've got to get up in the middle of the night to change a diaper, you know, give a bottle or something. That's... uh, trying to keep your wits about you yeah yeah interesting challenge yeah so yeah not recommended but can be done so you can sleepwalk through a diaper change that's good to know 
Uh, this can't. is probably the most like arguably some of the more serious uh discussion points we've ever had on this podcast anything else trav dad wise <laughs> no that's it okay um one more segment here before we get into the games uh i want to talk about some garbage so before i go uh this could be a couple a couple of minutes of me collecting my thoughts here does anyone have any garbage they need to spew out or do you want me to fire away any other outstanding garbage on the pod good here uh i'm all set okay uh actually i'm going to give you a two for one and they're not related but this is very quick i just want to see where you guys are at with this fantasy football we've probably done this before i think it's garbage i think it sucks so bad i every single year this happens i think i'm not going to be involved in a league and then i get roped in to like a work league late and something that like I'll, I'll be in two leagues every year no matter what, and I don't care about it. Where are we at with fantasy football? I'm I'm out. Completely out? Yeah, I got you out broke last through? year for the first time. Yep, I got out last time. I was in two leagues. I got, like, not last, but basically last in both leagues. And then I just said, I don't want to do this anymore, so I'm out. I think and, I'm... And I'm out again this year. That's amazing. Mattrell, I know I know the one league you have is serious buy-in, Mattrell. So I, I did get invited to the father-in-law's league, I don't know, maybe eight years ago. Prior to that, I had never done fantasy football. And I still strictly do one league. Um, probably will continue to do it forever. <laughs> um, yep. You're but I now. did... He did just threaten to make me the commissioner the other day because I pointed out to him that I am kind of responsible for bringing five of the 12 teams to the league. So almost a majority of the league. Has, I, like uh, how, I like how it's a th- it was a threat to make you the commissioner. I mean, that <laughs> like sounds that like the worst thing that in the world. Yeah. Me. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you're in charge. Yeah. If you're in charge of this, then it's, it's somehow I'm, even worse. I'm, yeah. I, I will play. Um, down for me. I will not be the commissioner. I mean, the, the buy-in's like 120. I think if you win, you win like four or 500 bucks. Um, if it was not for fantasy football, I don't really think I would follow the NFL, though. That math feels like it's not checking out natural. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of weekly buyouts or, so, or payouts. Or oh, something. okay. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. all sorts of that garbage, too. And fantasy football is trash, just in general. Like, it was probably cool back when there was one standardized set of rules and, like, Everyone was playing in like six team leagues or whatever, but at this point, it's like just grow up and play some bets is pretty much where I'm at. All right, so I didn't want to spend a lot of time on that because my real garbage. Um, we're gonna do this yet again. So actually, I'm gonna end up reading this because earlier in the week I was very fired up. I texted you guys. I said I'll have some garbage for the pod. I essentially wrote down all my thoughts at the time. I just kind of laid everything out as it was like spewing through my head in a fiery rage. So you guys can just kind of sit back and relax here. I'll just read out what I wrote, but we are yet again, uh, visiting the medical field on the garbage segment here. So, uh, let's get into it. These are my thoughts at the time of writing. 
I wrote, there is nothing more infuriating than scheduling an appointment at a doctor's office and then having to regurgitate the same personal information about yourself 10,000 times to that doctor's office. Name, address, insurance, reason for visit, spouse, allergies, medical history, last time you took a shit, etc. You provide all that info when you make the appointment. Then you do it again to confirm the appointment. And then when you get to the appointment, they have you sit down and because it's nine in the morning and they're backed up with like 50 patients, they give you more paperwork to fill out those answers one more time. Um, how is it backed up with 5,000 patients already? It's because they overbooked the living hell out of the doctor that day. Nevertheless, you fill out the information for the 50th time, which is information they 100% positively do not need. They do not need <laughs> to know that information because... And I know that for a fact because remarkably, after giving them all that information repeatedly, the woman over the phone read me back an outdated address on file that was someplace I lived like seven years ago. All these greedy fucks need is your insurance card number so they can make sure they get to bill somebody at 10 times the cost of the treatment. Why do they insist on hounding you for this information? The office I spoke with today used a booking service called ZocDoc which is an online service to simplify the ridiculous booking process. However, it made the process three times harder than it had to be. The office called me no less than three times to try to confirm the appointment, even though I confirmed it on the ZocDoc app. This begs the question, if the online booking service holds no water, what is the point of it? The booking service also told me my insurance was out of network, when I found the doctor through going through my insurance provider looking for an in-network doctor. I still have no idea if I'll get dinged for this network charge. Biggest takeaway here. Somebody has to do something about the finances behind the healthcare industry and the healthcare insurance industry. Not a single, doctor, not a single doctor's office would be in business if it was private sector and if medical insurance didn't exist. Uh, I wrote down a comparison here to make my last point. Imagine if a restaurant functioned like a doctor's office. Let me paint the picture. You make a reservation online. In the days leading up to the dinner, the restaurant calls you five times to ask you for the names of everyone who is coming, what form of payment you'll use, uh, favorite colors, all that stuff. You're annoyed, but you politely answer them all five times. You show up to the restaurant 15 minutes before your reservation, and the hostess says, Hi, you have to let us know the names, phone numbers, genders, pet names, favorite colors, and your fourth grade teachers before we can seat you. So you write down all the information one last time, you hand it back to them. While you were doing that, 15 minutes has went by, and it's now the exact time of your reservation. But they're not ready for you yet, so they tell you to take a seat, and they have you wait in some location where you can't see the dining room floor. So you have no idea if it's busy back there or if there's tons of open tables. You then proceed to sit there for 45 more minutes before somebody seats you at a table. You sit down at a table, and the person that seats you asks for your name, your phone number, Netflix recommendations. Finally, they ask you what you want to eat. You tell them what you want to eat, and they say, okay, great. The waiter will be right over to take that order from you. Then 20 more minutes go by, and you haven't even seen a glass of water yet. Finally, the real <laughs> waiter walks up. He's visibly rushed. He asks you what you want. He gives you a wishy-washy recommendation. He takes your order. 
brings out the food, pressures you to eat it as fast as possible, and then directs you towards the exit. You're thinking, man, this dinner kind of sucked, but the nightmare has only just begun. Because when you leave the restaurant, you have absolutely no idea what that meal cost or how it's getting paid for. All you know is that you did some research online, and the restaurant is charging $175 for a beer and $1,500 for a steak. This meal is probably going to cost you personally anywhere between $0 and $1,000. You also don't know how many bills are coming to you. They might mail you a bill in a week, and then they might mail you another bill in one month. That is the healthcare industry as a restaurant. Mike out of breath. I like I like the comparison there. That was, that was pretty good. Trav, you want to step in to defend any of that? I'm not going to defend. No. Any commentary? These are, these are your buddies. This is you. No, I'm not going to defend them. No, I, I think I'm with you on this. I do think it's crazy. Um, I don't know how it's ever going to get fixed. It's just, I mean, I... I feel like I feel like there are companies that are trying to do more of like a hey this is how much you you pay for your service um you know this is what this costs if you come in here to pay nobody like, knows that- nobody knows the woman at the I went today the woman at the counter told me you owe this number for a copay and I said okay like that's the first person in the world to ever take a copay from me and I said do you want a credit card and she goes well go fill out your paperwork so I went to go fill out my <laughs> paperwork and they called me to the back so I never interacted with that woman again. I got in the back and the actual doctor who just decided he's like, you need this knee brace. So he just like gave me this knee brace, hands me this iPad to like sign for the knee brace. And it said co-payment $0. So I was like, okay, I signed it. And then someone else came in um, and was like, okay, I just checked on the knee brace and <laughs> uh, I just need to know your insurance. And I go, I think it's like care first something. And she's like, um, okay, that's all I needed to know. They covered uh, 200, you owe 30. <laughs> and I was like, how <laughs> how did you figure that out that fast? <laughs> like, Well, she probably sees a lot of people, man. I mean, I don't know. It, yeah, it sucks. I don't know what to tell you. I, I was like... I was like fixing this one guy, like suturing something of this guy uh, one time and like his brother was there or something. And he started lecturing me kind of similar lecture to what you just gave me. Like while <laughs> I was su- suturing up his like disabled brother. Good. And I just like, I got so dangerously close to just like, just being like, do you think you want me to fix the healthcare system? Yes. Like right now? Yes. You guys need to strike. You need to do something. I have to strike. Why yes. do I have to strike? This the patient, the patients should strike. Another, we can't another strike. Deep, <laughs> oh, sorry, it's a bad joke. Another deep no. topic for the happy hour, boys. Yeah, um, I think I'm just. Yeah, I just. I think I gotta just work my way out of healthcare. I just. I. I'm with you, man. I'm with you 100. percent I. I think it's all. In, I think it's all insanity. Um, yeah, I mean, I. Um, so I worked in a weird sector of healthcare for a while um, in consulting, and we were looking at how much doctors in the u.s are paid and i mean that right there is part of the problem um and yet they still are like how many appointments can we get this guy in an hour like well that's why they that's why they make that's why they make so much and then they get a note like they'll have a people will say they're coming and then they just don't show up so like the last thing they want to have happen is like they don't meet their quota for the day or something yeah and i mean granted some of the some of the compensation numbers i was looking at were like truly the best of the best 
in the country, but I mean, you've got physicians making more than like pro athletes. So that's that. I'd, I'd not, argue, I'd argue the, the physician is more essential. I, I agree. I agree. But then you look at like countries that have universal health care. Those doctors aren't making that much and their health care is free. Something is definitely dicked up. And I would, I would, that's what I would love to know the answer to is if you lived in a different country and I went to this doctor's appointment I went to today, do they fill out the paperwork five times and do they give their insurance card to like a hundred different people? I just want to know that. I'd say yes. I'd say yes. I would say yes. And then I would say it's going to be even longer wait times. Like for you to call and schedule an appointment, it's going to be like a year. And then do they get mailed like a bill? And then you're just like, I hope that was the last one. And then another one comes later. Cause I feel like that's another little trick they have up their sleeve. Some places, some countries it's free, but then I think Trav's got a good point. You're probably waiting a lot longer because there's like in the U S every once in a while you're battling with like uninsured people, but there's probably no such thing as uninsured people. Yeah. In those countries I mean, that I don't have know about universal healthcare. You guys, but that so definitely everybody's going there. the difficulty of like scheduling an appointment and then dealing with that sort of stuff. And then like figuring out the billing that definitely prevents me from even going to the doctor unless like it's a pretty significant thing. I'm like, yeah, the juice has to be worth the squeeze. I haven't been to the PCP for, I don't know, four years. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then just to it'll never get fixed. Yeah. Just to round out that discussion too. This is probably the wildest thing I've ever read, but, I've heard that a you can just not pay bills and they'll kind of go away, which must be what everyone's doing, and that's part of the reason why we're all getting boned. And b you can go back and be like, "Hey, you billed me this amount of dollars for this service, but like I found some stuff online that that can be done cheaper, and you can actually negotiate a medical bill, which just seems absolutely insane to me." Well, we saw, yeah, we saw that on Instagram. It was like, basically you could negotiate a labor and delivery bill. I just, I don't think they're just like charging you for like, I don't know. I'm sure you could, if you really wanted to sit there and like fight a bunch (laughs) of stuff. I, I don't, I just, that, that's requires so much work. Time is money for me to call. Like how many, didn't you say it took you a year to get that one like ortho bill covered? Like that's not worth it to me. Like when we got an amount, and it was less than a grand. We just said, "Yeah, let's just let's just put this to bed." No, yeah. well, hopefully another hopefully another one doesn't show up. I guess we'll that's see. what I was gonna say. Yeah, you can't sleep with one eye open. Check that mailbox every day, buddy. Whose whose name was on that bill? Because you might get one for the mommy and one for the baby. <laughs> don't do don't do this to me. Face. <laughs> Sorry, Trav. Do not do this to me. It's like I haven't checked the mailbox in a week. <laughs> oh god good luck oh. sleeping tonight buddy i just got a little sick to my stomach <laughs> it's pretty fucked That's up right. to send a baby a bill by the way um okay. <laughs> <laughs> that one you can definitely not pay yeah that one's garbage okay um i got pretty heated there again but now we're ready to talk football uh We're already burned through like 40 minutes of this episode, so let's try and chew through last week's games quick so we can actually delve into this upcoming 
week's games a little more. So uh, that being said, last week's betting results, uh, just overall plays here. I've got some records pulled up. I've got myself at uh, four and five. I think that's including a parlay of some sort. Um, uh, here's the important part. I was down 1.6 units. Um, Trav was down 0.4 units. And Matchell, if we're keeping score at home, the man went six and one. So, God, I can only imagine. He probably would have won four, four and a half units or something. So, uh, including uh, a, exactly. including a five in a row streak, which is damn near unheard of. So I've, I've never done that. I was actually putting five units on every oh, shit. game. So, okay, Matchell's, oh, Matchell's up 20 plus units then. He's going to be hard <laughs> to catch. Uh, notable plays here for myself. Um, I basically put most of my eggs in one basket with that Navy ND over, which did not come to fruition. Uh, we came up a little short there. And I will say, first and last time I'll ever say this, but thank the Lord I fired a last-second odds boost parlay. And I parlayed something in that game over 39 and a half in Notre Dame uh, to win the first half by a field goal. And I put two units on it. So that kind of salvaged some of my losses and almost got me back to even. First time that'll ever happen to me. And last time, I'm sure, is the last second parlay that actually saves the day. Trav, any notable plays? Looks like you went uh, standard three and three in a six rack. <laughs> uh, that. Bad news. I also went with the uh, boosted uh, multiple leg parlay. Did you do that on DraftKings? And I also hit my one for the year. So I guess that's it. Okay. Yeah. For, just stop placing them. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's it for us. Um, yeah. I, I, I want a couple units on one as well. So I think I was a little bit, I think I was a little bit above even. I took um, Louisiana Tech live. Looks so, like we both, yeah. looks like we both had Vandy to cover. 17 points so that wasn't going to happen um and i feel like you talked us into new mexico state being good and they lost outright to umass yeah so i was just gonna say i feel like they scored how many points did they score 31 or 34 i would have thought that would have been plenty to cut co- to cover yeah that game. i yeah. i UMass just did not see them giving up that was just not i did not have that even as a uh, possibility yeah whatsoever. all right i'm gonna skim through the games too matchell any any Big thoughts there. You you kind of saw the board correctly. You knew it was coming. All the plays were there. You even made the right play with the UTEP. You just got boned on the result. Yeah, everything just kind of came to me naturally. I don't. I don't know. This shit's easy. Yeah, this man's hot. So pretty much summarizing. <laughs> uh, a couple big picture notes for me on the week zero. I've got college kickers still suck. <laughs> I got that too. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I got Notre Dame might be good, but we can't tell yet. And I've got USC defense is still bad. Um, I'm, I'll skim down through the games, too. If you have anything, speak up. Otherwise, I'm just going to basically yeah, read scores. I can, I can throw some quick notes, too. Um, I have one could argue that Jay Feely is watching a different game than I'm watching. Uh-oh, again? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's something else. Uh, I have a new rule to speed up games. Unless the player injured has a broken neck, you just bring out a stretcher recruit uh just recruit some like quote unquote Paul Bears just get his ass to the sideline save us <laughs> 30 or 40 minutes wait, wait wait and if he breaks if he breaks his neck he's allowed to lay there yep he's then he can then we can pause the game that's okay 
if okay. we're worried about a neck injury, but if it's like something where we sit there for five minutes Wait, and then so he jogs waist, off the field, waist down, he's got to get up. They've got to drag and, him um, off. No, no, no. Um, Demar Hamlin oh, would have yeah, had to yeah. get off the field. Well, that was neck. No, no, they were worried about neck stuff, even though it was his heart. But yes. oh yeah, neck yeah, down so, technically. Yeah, unless we're talking Spine. unless we're talking serious injury, like. I, I say we just run run a gurney we out need a, there. So we need a guy like up, you to run, run out. Run him over the medical tent. It's not that hard. We need a guy beforehand that's like you, and he runs out there and and maybe yeah. exchanges. Are you dead? Are, yeah, are you alive? Does your neck hurt? What's, what's hurt? Yeah. Are you? Is everything numb? No? Okay, get up. We're going to yeah. drag and you out. You know there's going to be people standing over there, like backup quarterback with the mullet that are just going to love being like taking up this Paul Bearer, you know, opportunity where they just grab a hold of it, just run the thing over, run it over the medical tent. It would save you want to save time in college football. That's how you can do it. Okay. Um, and then lastly, just some medical notes here. I thought Don Brown's like pretty ill appearing, pretty worried about him. <laughs> and then I've hey, never give me a squad on him, UMass. Yeah, UMass. And okay. then uh, I've never been to rehab, but I feel like. If I had ever been to rehab, I would run into Sonny Cumbie there. What what's going on with that guy? Just looks absurdly sweaty. It's got that very very thin thin look, like the druggy look a little bit. Uh oh, um, that's uh, L.A. Tech's coach. Uh oh, oh yeah. That's... Something tells me that guy's just addicted to football, but it's just a little bit of a. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't I... lay eyes on him Saturday. I'm seeing some photos. He looks thin. The hair's not doing... Does he still have that long hair? That doesn't do him any Some, favors. Something to keep your eye on. Maybe prescription pill thing down the road. <laughs> okay, very specific. Put put him on some sort of list. <laughs> I guess like a pill Put him on a medical watch, medical watch list. <laughs> uh, any other big pictures, Trav? No, that's it for me. I'm, um, okay. Did you want to run, run yeah, through the games through the quick? games then? So... These may be out of order in real time, but this is the way ESPN gave them to me. USC 56, San Jose State 28. Um, I mentioned this earlier. USC's D, bad. Uh, 7.3 yards per rush. Couple, like if you're a USC fan, saw a couple plays that would probably infuriate you. Like there was the third and 22. Cordero ran for like 30 yards. He ran for multiple first downs, so that would probably drive me livid if I was watching that. Um they gave up a TD before the half, I want to say. like They went the length of the field in 20 seconds and gave up a TD. Definitely some issues with USC's D. Uh, offense looks great, though. We have like four different D. Anthony Thomases out there running around. Did you guys lay eyes on this? I already forgot his name. Number five or zero? Number zero, maybe? Blanking, blanking on his name, too. The, the speedy guy? Yeah. Branch? Something branch. That's it. Branch. I... I that was the only game that wasn't on Hulu. So I didn't see that one. I, I did throw it up on streamies for a little bit. I think I was just, honestly, I I paused it at the beginning, uh, took a little marker, just ran on my TV, just crossed out the zero for San Jose State, put 30 and a half, and then just watched it. And it was, it was close. I think we said it was too many points, and we were right. But, I mean, it was, it was dangerously close. 56, yeah. Had to score 28 to cover for you, Trav. Um, okay. I was going to make a Caleb Williams fingernails joke there, too, but we'll hold it. Irish, 42-3 to three over Navy. 
So this is probably the game I watched most of. Um, and I had the over, so it was kind of one of those deals where it's like watching them score, 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 and I was like, I'm definitely concerned. Even as a, after I placed the bet, I was like, I guess it never really occurred to me that Navy might not be able to score. Uh, Travi, you told me, or you wrote in notes that they were going to cut block. They might throw the, some passes. Uh, that, unfortunately, didn't happen. Didn't see a pass. I don't Well, I no, got, I did. I got uh, seven. that pass on the f- first drive that basically guys dr- wide open landed right in the middle of them what what was that no it was better than that it was two guys slammed into each other i think and then the ball dropped <laughs> oh, okay. they were but they were both wide open yeah probably would have scored a great look at a replay yeah so seven passing attempts i think they might have only completed like one or two passes um and then the other thing i said was notre dame so tough to gauge you're playing navy but sam hartman looked good boys uh could be something to watch also Saw an Instagram post from ESPN. He's whatever condition he had, he got a rib taken out and he is now wearing it as a necklace, which is probably the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Put that guy on a watch list, too. (laughs) (laughs) Odd. Uh, Any other thoughts there? No, nothing. I was Navy looked like they could struggle, but I don't know. First game of the year. First game, new coach. Uh, Jacksonville State 17, UTEP 14. Uh, this is the game Matro got screwed. I had I had an under here, so I so close. I watched like 30 seconds of it. Later, yeah, I saw it on my bet. That's not that wasn't worth watching. Uh, UMass 41, New Mexico State 30. Uh, Don Brown, he looks what's he looks ill. I watched a lot of this. <laughs> uh, the so the Tyson Famachan. Or yeah, John, yeah, however yeah. say his name. We've referenced this guy for at least a few years now. He finally got out there to play. Um, he's been practicing with four teams for five years. For, formerly all. of Clemson, though. Like he was on a real program. That guy played for Clemson. Oh, Clemson, Georgia Tech, UConn. Is there another one? Oh, I think good, it's a good call. One. UConn was the stop yeah. before this. Yeah. He yeah. looked good, right? So, basically, everything came to fruition. He made a lot of plays with his legs. Um, I, like I mentioned, I thought 30, I mean, if you would have told me New Mexico state was going to score 30 points, I would have been like, Oh, they'll probably, probably cover that spread twice, but no, no luck. The defense was bad. Jerry kills defense did not kill anyone. <laughs> uh, I saw Diego. How are we saying his last name? Pavia? I say, Pavia. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I say Pavia, but Pavia. That's probably, that's probably I must've like saw him. that replay of him throwing that pass with his helmet on backwards. I saw that like a hundred times, but he must not have played very well. Three picks. It says, or two picks and a fumble. Maybe well, could, they just, they didn't do any like up tempo until the very end. And that's when they scored all their points. They were just like taking their time. They kept getting, they kept getting like third, third down and short and getting stuffed. And then they'd punt. It was really hard. It was hard to watch. Um, I ultimately, I, I was like, this this can't they can't keep scoring and they did they just kept scoring and scoring and scoring so yeah um UMass is uh, at least trending in the right direction it appears because um I don't I think I saw some stat about the last time they beat like an FBS opponent for their first game of the year and it was a long time ago been so. a little while all right can I throw a I'll throw a challenge flag on Matchell's record here because I'm just looking at Ohio and San Diego State so he did take San Diego State minus two and a half. But what what are we throwing a challenge flag on? Ohio's QB getting bounced out of the game first quarter. 
New guy comes in, same guy that burned us last year. He's terrible. The backup quarterback for Ohio is so bad. I didn't even write down his name. Yeah, he did. He is not good. I also jotted down that I thought that San Diego State's quarterback was like terrible for what it's worth as well. Like every pass he threw, it looked like it <laughs> that's was my, like that's very, my guy, Jalen Maiden. Very labored and very unnatural. <laughs> like it almost looked like he was throwing a 15 pound football. I I think Jalen Maiden had a decent little day here. 17 to 27, two TDs, no turnovers. 24 yards on the ground. I'm all set. I'll Come take on, a lot Jaylen. of those, those guys' unders for sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, Louisiana Tech, 22, Florida International, 17. I stand corrected. I said something else was the worst game. That has to have been the worst game, right? I'm going to throw a challenge flag on this one. The fact that they drove down the field a thousand times and then like couldn't couldn't punch it in the end zone. I think FIU had like one first down or something or or no, they had three yards passing until there was like two minutes left in the game. Oh, like, I, they just I, had one. They just had one long run, I think. I mean, they finished with four pass yards. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> so, and I so have Louisiana Tech. Seems hard to do. It seems like the margin of victory should have been bigger because I'm seeing 448 yards for LA Tech and 182 yards for FIU. Yeah, so five field goals for LA Tech. And they missed two of them. And the kicker, like honestly, the ones he made, I was like, this guy looks pretty good, lefty. And the two he missed is just like, I don't know. I don't know what the heck happened. And he was laughing afterwards, too. And I I didn't think it was funny. Oh, how did we skip that? Did you guys see the Ohio kickers kick from the left hash? And he's it was it was 31 yards. He missed the kick by 40 yards. It it landed <laughs> like near the pylon. It was insane. Um, we, we don't have to keep talking to L.A. Tech. Just one more note here. Did it was it just me or did it look like Hank Bachmeyer look was wearing a wig? What what was that hair? I didn't see it. I didn't see it. And that's supposed to be the air raid. That is the least up tempo air raid I've ever seen. I don't know what that was. That was I thought LA Tech was going to score 50 points in this game. I, that was that was so disappointing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what would you have there by the way? Sorry, do you have an over or something? I, I had them to cover I had them to cover um whatever Cut. 11 which I mean amount, yeah. They missed two field goals, and they they had to settle for five field goals. I don't know. There's some points there they left. Um, I had the over, and then I ha- I took the money line at plus odds when they were down. I don't know two TDs or something. So I did, at least at least I got some of that back. Okay. Uh, last game, Hawaii 28, Vanderbilt 35. I read that backwards. Vanderbilt wins. Um, pretty good QB play both sides here. Shager and Swan. Uh, and Hawaii looked better and Vanderbilt maybe looked a little worse than you would have thought. I don't know. So it's not like, would you say, so not really Jimmy's and Joe's maybe like Jimmy's and James's. I'm not sure what the, yeah. Jimmy's and James's. I don't know. You would just think like the guys on Vanderbilt would be better than the guys on Hawaii, but I don't know. Um, Hawaii actually had a crack at winning this game outright. They, I've got them turning the ball over on the one yard line. And then they later failed on a fourth down from the 10 yard line. Like that's seven points or 10 points there that they basically gave up for free. So came back to lose by seven here. Uh, We both lose that bet. Trav Commodores. They were, they were covering in the fourth. So at least it makes you feel like, you know, your bet didn't suck. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, now to the real action. Week one. The week one slate. I'll just say it. I don't think it's overwhelmingly good. I think Trav had some pushback on that. I gave you the list of games to watch from your couch this weekend, Trav. You said you're missing some key games in here. <laughs> uh, Looked through. Was not missing any. Oh, did you really? <laughs> no, not really. It was just more so me just getting fired up about like UAB was playing tonight. I wanted to watch that. Um, just like more of like more of like some of the my futures and stuff playing. But I, I was kidding about what actually what you had going. Oh, I was okay. just venting a little. I was just a little stressed. Yeah. I mean, that being said, I don't think it's the best slate. I saw there's one game that's between ranked opponents. That being said, I'm ready to throw around some dough. I know Matchell's ready to throw around some dough. Uh, little, oh yeah, I'm going going heavy on the week one slate. Free promos galore. <laughs> little weird to be recording this right now because I was about to. I mean, I'm still going to go through them. I had two games highlighted for Thursday night: Florida and Utah. We're kind of already seeing how this Florida Utah game is going. It's at half. Uh. Let's go guest pick first here, Matchroll. So let me get you a line on Florida and Utah, and then maybe just check the score before you answer this question. <laughs> uh, let's see. I believe it was three, no, four, four and a half points Utah was favored by at the time of kick, and the total was low. It's 44. Just being the guru that you are what do you I think like? I'd take I think I'd take you Utah to cover <laughs> seems like the most straightforward play uh, yeah I was on that as well I uh I've kind of looked at this like I'm not so worried about the the cam rising thing because my biggest question going into this would Florida be able to score on this Utah team, Utah at home. Trav, we like Utah at home. I think it's double digit games in a row. Twenty yeah, twenty some or something. Um they lost one during COVID, but we don't really count that. Okay, so we're, we're basically saying they've won the last twenty some games at home. Uh for what it's worth, Florida won this game last year, twenty nine twenty six, but uh all jokes aside, we can kind of see how it's playing out. I think it's twenty one three at half. Florida can't really move the ball. Trav, 17, 17-3. 17-3. Trav, what, what were you on? I'll uh, get you my pick at uh, 3.30 tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For the record, I'm on Utah. Hit it. I hit it, and then I hit it again when the number changed. Uh, so this is a heavy play. And then I took a Florida under 20 and a half, so I'm knocking on all the wood in the room right now. Uh, I kind of, I kind of bitched out a little bit. I took, I just took Utah's money line with a boost on FanDuel. Um, I did uh, shout out to cousin Chris. The the pool is back up and running. It's, it's a great time of the year. I did take the minus four and a half in that. So I'm in on the four and a half here. All right. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Nebraska and Minnesota. This, I actually have no idea how this is going. Uh, I saw Nebraska threw an interception at the end of the half. Yeah, it was like three, three to nothing. zero. Yeah, three zero. Still That's looking at three nothing. Roll. Just coming out of halftime. Give me the under. <laughs> I like the I like the under match roll. That's... I like the under. <laughs> I wonder what that was. It looks they like it was it was it was around forty four, and the line was yeah, seven. 
Set it at 21. I'm taking full, the under. Full disclosure, I think I meant to take that over and then forgot about it. Um, pretty happy about That's that. That's an awesome one to forget. Yes. Whew. Uh, Just some bad football, some bad Big Ten football going on. Yeah. I can't believe I'm in this position considering my squad has zero points, but I took Nebraska plus seven, and I'm hanging in there. Only down three right now. Uh, <laughs> reasons for that pick, this just came down to I wanted – I went light. I just wanted some action in this game. And if I got to root for Matt Rule or PJ Fleck, I'll take Matt Rule. Um, yeah. Anything else there? I'm in, I'm in trouble. Uh, UCF, Kent State, looked, was looking pretty good. Was looking terrible, then was looking good. Looks like things aren't looking good again here. I do have under 55 and a half, and it's 42-6. So if my math is correct, Matt Rule, that's 48. So I have a TD to work with in this final quarter. Got to think the scrubs are in there, hopefully. So we'll see what happens. Cross your fingers. Love Say that. a little prayer. Love that. That's not. I don't think that's going to end well, though. Anyways, um, I need to check in on. Only other game I need to check in on tonight, Snake, is UAB. I saw that it's like ten to three or something against. Uh, they're playing North Carolina A and T. So we had them down for a dub here, and we yeah, we yeah, even but- pointed it out. We're like. It's not a sure thing. That'd be great if they could fumble this one. All I'm right. I'm going to get a lot of score. Oh, they're doing pretty good. 21-3 now. So, okay. But, eh, it's, not, it's not over yet. They're driving. Okay. Uh, on to some games that have actually not <laughs> begun as the Florida kicker kicks off for the second half. Friday night. How many do I have here? Just two. I, I called the key games here. 7 p.m., Miami, Ohio is traveling to the University of Miami. Uh, that line is something like 17 points. Let me, it's my mistake here, boys. Let me get some actual lines pulled up. There's a 16 and a half out there, it looks like, uh, and a 17. Total looks like 45, 45 and a half points. Uh, let's let's get a nice little order established here for good. Now that these games are actually not ongoing, so Matril, Miami at Miami, seventeen point spread, total of forty five and a half. Who do you like here? In Miami, Florida, correct. In Florida, down in Florida, down in Florida. Oh man, my gut just tells me. To take the over. I mean, it doesn't sound that ridiculous. Um, I think I think the Happy Hour boys said that Miami of Ohio should be good, um, and I want to see Miami of Florida's <laughs> offensive line coach cutting some limbs off. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so give me the over. Take. It's not that That's outrageous. I mean, you could go thirty-five, fourteen, and you've got it. Not that nuts. Now you get to fifty in this game, Travi. Gut says that's a lot of points. I'm not, but I'm sitting this one out, but that seems 17. Can I get 17? Cause if I could get 17, yeah, 17 on FanDuel. That's what I would do. I think you take all those points. Yes. Uh, uh, you know what? There's 16 and a half. No 17. I just saw 17 on FanDuel. Okay. 17. It is then whatever. I'll take 16 and a half. That's plenty. Uh, so that that'd be your lean. Um, okay, notes here. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, I forgot to mention this. 
I should have told you guys this from the top. This is, I was looking around like, what is this nickname for the game? I, I did see the Confusion Bowl, so I thought that was pretty good. How many times do you guys think the Confusion Bowl has been played? Three. This is the third. Twelve. Three. This is the fourth. So pretty, okay. pretty close. Uh, 19, Technicality. 1945, 1946, 1987. Uh, Miami is University, Florida is three and zero. Um, okay, so I kind of looked this up and down. I have a pretty big bias against Miami, and I did some research on this. I just feel like we give Miami credit all the time just for being like the school where Ed Ed Reed and Ray Lewis went, and like we're just pretending they're good. So. Took a look back at some history here. Last year they were obviously bad. I've got them at two and ten against the spread, so they were tied for the worst team in the country. If you were betting on them, going back to twenty seventeen, they are twenty nine and forty five against the spread. So Miami covers thirty nine percent of the time. Again, I feel like it's just there's just name value of Miami and people bet on it. Um, I like. Miami, Ohio as well, Matchel. Blaine Gabbert, little brother. Brett, I believe his name is. It's like year 12 for that guy. Got to imagine he's a seasoned veteran by now. A lot of points as well. Um, I actually took a little bit of action on it. I, I have them to cover the 17 as well. Okay. I do One thing I do worry about is I wonder how much the Mac schools, I wonder how much they hold back or like, how often how how hard they're actually trying at the end because if they're down like a couple tds they're probably like all right let's just not get anybody hurt at this point we're not going to drive down the field and score two tds and tie this game yeah because is a school like that getting paid to play that game or are they a step above that oh yeah no i feel like they're getting getting paid yeah yeah i don't know actually snake that's a good question i could see miami florida just trying to run away with it though too because they've kind of sucked the last couple years so they're gonna be out to out to try to prove something. I like that. Yeah, I thought this kind of had this kind of had that thought too, natural. Um, well, I'm in it. I took Miami, Ohio plus I, 17. I, I kind of ran into that last year a few times with Miami, Florida, natural, where I was like, oh, this will be the week where they put it all together. <laughs> They're really going to show everyone, hey, we're back now. And then it was just like, nope, not nope. at all. Oh, I, Utah's just rubbing it in now. I do think the game. The one of the two times they covered Trav, did they not have like a fifty-five point spread? And we said the other Good team call can on that. the other that team the can open. handle fifty-five points. And I want to say our our squad drove down the field, and they might not have scored, but they burned like eight minutes a clock, and we're like, "Holy shit, it's in the bag!" Yes, uh, they kicked the field goal. Yeah, and then they somehow still didn't cover fifty-five or whatever. It was. No, yeah, yeah, they lost by like seventy. I'm points. blanking on who that was, but yeah, happy anniversary. That was. Um, a year ago, we were watching the we were watching the the PSU game in Denver. Yeah, you're right. So it's just happy anniversary one year ago. Okay, Stanford at Hawaii on the island. Uh, let's get a live line here. Three points. There's a plus three and a half out there. Total is fifty five and a half to fifty six. Which looks drastically different than when I took this screenshot of 60 points. So something happened to the total that it dropped. 
Uh, Travi, you are up. Stanford and Hawaii. Oh, man. Um, I have, I have a few things going here. So uh, the spread was seven and a half, I think, before this past weekend. So wish I would have got that. I got it at four and a half as opposed to three and a half. So I got that That's extra good. point to work with. Thank goodness. Um, and then I got a couple units on that. Um, as far as, you know, six rack, true official six rack plays go. I went to play there over 27 and a half, which is minus 110. I wonder if that went a little bit lower. But um, when I went to hit that, I saw that there was actually an over three and a half touchdowns, had some plus odds on it. So I actually took that and said, so I've actually got some plus odds going um, for them to score four TDs, a couple units on that. Wow. I think, I think Stanford's D is going to be really bad. I saw that their defensive coordinator, his official titles name is director of defense. Don't like that. It's a military guy. No, I actually thought it was like more of a Harry Potter sort of thing. (laughs) It's one way to look at it. Or it's like, actually what I had jotted down is it's like if like his mom was like playing bridge with his friends and she, and they were like, well, what does he coach? She would say like, oh, he's the director of defense. (laughs) Sounds about right. Uh, I'm a little jealous that you got a four and a half Trav. I'm really jealous that people out there were taking tens. I had no idea. must be late to this. I saw it at three and a half. I thought it was a mistake. I jumped all over it. Hawaii plus three and a half. I Jimmy's and Joe's. I was surprised to see Stanford was favored. I don't know if Stanford has any Joe's left or Jimmy's. Um, Hawaii's offense looked like there were some signs of maybe clicking a little firepower in that game against Vanderbilt. We're back on the island. It's quote unquote late night East Coast. We're on the island. Yep. I got Stanford finishing last year at 0-6 against the spread. Not exactly great. And I've got Hawaii uh, 1-0 against the spread this year and 5-0 against the spread in their last five games at home. This seems like easy pickings. I'm I'm in on Hawaii. Matchroll? Give me Hawaii. Yeah, I think I'd it. take Hawaii. I think I'd take Hawaii straight up. Um, oh. yeah. I didn't. Didn't lay eyes on them last week, but um, like you guys said, Hawaii looked good last week. I don't know the last time I've heard that Stanford football was good. Um, probably when Andrew Luck, yeah, probably when Andrew Luck was the quarterback, or which Harbaugh was it? Jim Harbaugh was the coach. <laughs> um, I think so yeah, was, give me, that might give have me. happened at the same time. So yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, it's been a while. So give me Hawaii. Hawaii, rainbows. Okay, that's it for Friday, and we are into Saturday. Action-packed is just, again, there's not that many huge matchups here, but we've got a handful here, seven or eight or something. Colorado goes to TCU. Uh, I guess this is my game first. Line right now, 20.5 points total, 63.5, 64. Uh, My thoughts here... I feel like TCU is going to manhandle them, but I can also just like in my brain, I can see Colorado like Dion's kid out there late down like 28 points, still trying to score like garbage time, pick up a couple TDs style points. Um, I, 
And then again, I can see TCU trying to make a statement and scoring a bunch themselves. Like they lost their quarterback. Duggan's gone, but the Chandler Morris guy is supposed to be pretty good. Maybe like watch us score 50 points sort of thing. So to me, this is a over is the play here. Uh, I've also got playing into my favor. Colorado gave up 45 points per game last year. It's obviously a completely different team, but I feel like you can't just dismiss that they were the worst defense in the country. I think they're going to give up some points. Uh, I'll take the over here. And at the time of recording, that is a 63 and a half. I, I didn't want to sit this one out. So I got in, uh, I took all, I um, have TCU to cover. You mentioned it in there amongst your like realm of possibilities. Uh, I think that Chandler Morris is good. I think they could score a will. I think they could score 50 points. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd take the over. Um, the last time TCU was on a football field, they did not score a lot of points. Uh, so I think they're going to be out to show that that was maybe not how they play football week to week. I know uh, new quarterback, new year, but uh, I think they're going to be out to kind of like uh, – like a little chip on their shoulder. Yeah, a little something chip on prove, their shoulder. Out, yeah. to, out to prove something, score some points. They score they get uh they get seven in the title game. Ten. Three seven, I seven, think. right, Matchell? Yeah. Sixty five seven, I think. <laughs> it's a good game. <laughs> yeah, it was close. <laughs> okay. Boise State at Washington. Uh, we talked about this game in the Pac-12 preview a little bit, Trav. Uh, you had even thrown out there, keep your eye on Boise State. However, Washington is a 14.5 point favorite, I believe. Uh, that number could be moving as well. 14.5. Uh, yeah. Give me all those points. That's Come on. Easy, that's too many pickings. That's too many too many points. Yeah. Okay. Uh yeah. Two touchdowns seems insulting. 14 and a half is out there too. I mean that little hook is nice. Lose by 14 on the dot, you you cash a winner. That's kind of cool. Uh total is 58 and a half, 59 for for whatever it's worth. Uh I also don't know the order anymore. I don't know if it exists, so uh we can go uh Matril, then you want to finish up, Snake? Yeah, Matril. Where's the game? In Washington? In Washington. The I think the, the Broncos Huskies. Penix, the Michael Penix Heisman campaign starts week one. Oh, don't do this to me. Give me give me Washington to cover. Wow. I think I can get you I think I can get you 14 Matril, so we'll hope for a win for me and a push for you, okay? All right, that works. Not to not to derail the picks, but did you guys just see the highlight from the Nebraska Minnesota game? <laughs> that was wild. The backwards pass. No, dropped it. He dropped it. Picked it up. Threw a touchdown. I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Oh, dropped like a was it a double pass in the first place? Yeah, it was a double pass. It was yeah. a. Well, Pl- geez, would that be a triple pass natural? What are we talking here? Well, I guess I don't know if the initial exchange was a hand. They threw it backwards. Or... They threw it backwards to I don't know who that person was, but he dropped it and then fumbled around, then picked it up, and then fired it down for a TD to some guy, guy was, wide open. The end, yeah, zone. wide open. Oh, geez. Anyway, wait, who who scored? Your... Nebraska. 
Nebraska. Nebraska's up 7-3. Yeah. Oh, love that. Okay. Um, okay, Boise State, Washington. I I self-banned myself from betting all Washington spreads. Um, <laughs> I think I did too. Because that was I had the win total. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, that was for tight games. If the spread is big enough, I'm allowed to play the other side. These teams have met five times since 2007. Washington is 5-0 and against the spread in all of those matchups. Ooh. Uh, interesting dynamic here. Washington's passing O versus Boise State's passing D, which is, I'll say it, I, Boise State's passing defense might be the best passing defense Washington sees this year because the Pac-12 passing Ds are so bad. I don't know if they play Utah or not. Uh, but I think the cat the catch with that is Boise's playing in the Mountain West, so they're the passes they're defending are a little <laughs> bit easier. So I think that's why there's probably a little right, higher. Asterisk, but, yes, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, so all that being said, this was a stay away for me. I'll root for Boise outright to steal the game for my total bet. But when I saw that Washington always covers against these guys, it scared me off. Uh, mm. I hate to say it, I, would, I would almost lean Mattrell's side, and for that reason, I'm not playing it. Um, and that was at 3:30. So now we get to the biggest game of the day, I guess. Uh, we'll have Mattrell kick this one off. This is a 6 p.m. kick. I've got U- UT Martin heading to Athens, Georgia, <laughs> to take out Mattrell's Bulldogs. I regret to inform you, I cannot get a line on this game. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Whatever it is, Georgia's going to cover. Um, another team, something to prove. I mean, they've lost so many guys to the draft over the last two years. Uh, the guys stepping up are going to be out to prove that they're just as good. Uh, three-peat campaign starts week one. Uh, Georgia covers whatever spread is out there. Also, take the UT Martin uh, team total under. I was thinking, what do you the, think that I was is? thinking the same thing. No, here's my honest to God. My honest to God thought process. So none of these numbers exist. I can't find them at least. Maybe like an offshore book. I think the team total for UT Martin would be half a point, or maybe they'd make it like two and a half. Yeah, like I mean, in case what of is, a safety or something. I should and know I this think, number. I'm pretty sure like they You'd have to bet like minus two hundred for them not to score, right? With the- yeah, I mean the the dogs have allowed. I, I should know the number, but a ridiculously low number of points per game in the last two years. It's like single digits, so, yeah, yeah. And part of that's, I mean, Ohio State scored thirty something on them in the semifinal. If that if that's even factored in, so I mean, if the dogs are allowing single digits per game over the last two years. There's no way UT Martin's like even getting within field goal range. Yeah, there was that one anomaly last year. Was it Kent State was scored a couple? <laughs> that TDs. was odd. It was like week and I guess, two or yeah. That that wasn't fit. That was Mizzou, not, something was wrong there. Mizzou, oh, the Mizzou uh, game was a weird one. Yeah, and then the dogs stole one of their receivers. So you'll have oh that. yeah, yeah. This is a um, gigantic. Any- sorry again, fourth and three for Florida. This is I'll say it, make or break. If you guys are watching this. Any hot takes, Mattrell on Carson Beck? I know nothing about the guy, to be honest. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I think love he, that. I think he was a pretty highly recruited kid out of high school. Um, I've said this a couple times recently. Um, I was not a believer in Stetson Bennett. 
Um, I mean, he went out there and won two national championships. So if Stetson Bennett, if Stetson Bennett can win two, I believe Carson Beck can win one. But okay, like the that. odds, to, the odds to three Pete. That's got it. That's so hard to do. Said nobody's I mean, don't, done it since like the '30s or something crazy. It hasn't been done in forever. Don't get me wrong. I'm rooting for it. Um, but I think I would be more surprised if the dogs pull it off than they don't. Unfortunately, I think I'm with you just because of how hard it is to win it. Yeah, yeah. But but you gotta but, think. You gotta think they're right. They'll be right there. They're not gonna lose probably more than one game in the regular season. You wouldn't think. So I think this is if it's gonna happen though. It's, so I'm just gonna contradict myself right here. If it's gonna happen though, I think this is a year to do it because I don't know. Who out there, what other team is going to really challenge them? I mean, Bama's not the Bama of five, six years ago. I don't think Clemson's going to be the Clemson they were. The teams so, I mean, that can like score a shit ton of points are all like West Coast teams, oddly enough. I like, feel like. USC's not going to stop the dogs. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, I think as unlikely weird, as it could be a weird year, Metro. Yeah, yeah. As, as unlikely as it is that it would happen this year. I think this would be the year that it would happen. If that makes any sense. I'm complete. No, I'm, I'm, I think I'm in on, I think I'm in on that. Uh, and if I did one more comment on that, somebody, I forget what I was listening to. Maybe it was, maybe it was you guys last weekend talking about how good Michigan's going to be this year or should be. I mean, you, you can't tell me Michigan would hang with the dogs. I mean, I know it was two years ago, but the dogs just whooped I think up they can. I think they can, natural. That dog that dog's team from two years ago was legit. Uh, Michigan's, yeah. Michigan's like Oh, I, I hope know, like, I hope they like, play that game again and make that spread yeah, like a touchdown. Close I'll take together. dogs. I don't know. Everyone said though last year the dogs weren't gonna be as good as they were two years ago and they were I mean not quite as good, but they won they went undefeated. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> they're just they're stacked, man. And somehow Kirby's kind of adopted this mantra like that they all buy into like we're underdogs, but they're favored in every game ever. It makes no sense. Um, I mean, they've they've kind of been like beat up on by Alabama over the last decade. So I guess like that must be where it's coming. But from. now that they've won, you know, after they won the year before, you would think last year it was like, yeah, you know, they're kind of the hunted. Yeah. Fans. Well, then they yeah. they had. 14 guys drafted or something so i think that's where it came from last year but then dylan rayola number one quarterback in the class of 2024 i think committed to the dogs so just keep the keep the train rolling they've got the funds to buy some guys natural oh yeah you're in good shape oh gigantic play did he get it back oh oh got it back oh goodness okay um this next game this made the list i feel like it's kind of up your uh alleyway trav plus it's a tight line so i wanted to include it utsa travels to houston uh, to play the cougars it's also kind of notable two new key teams and new conferences right so utsa uh is playing in the aac aac is playing in the big 12 big 12 yeah yeah um also pretty wild to see houston favor or UTSA is favored at Houston. So I kind of wasn't prepared to see that. Uh, I can start here. Uh, I've got some trends. Houston is 0-6 against the spread in the last six at home. That's an odd one. 
Um, had UTSA been catching some points here, like even more specifically, like three points, I would have taken them in a heartbeat. But I don't know. I'm just nervous enough that uh, if anything here, I like the looks of the over more than a side. I, I'm seeing some 59 and a halves. Ooh. Maybe a little Frank Harris Jr. four TD type of game. Yeah, um, I'll definitely, I'll definitely be tuning in. I don't have anything on a side either. I would lean UTSA to win. That being said, I don't know. I think it's hard to, I think it's hard to say to really like compare the two and you know judge one's one's talent versus the other. But um, I, I might jump in on that over with you. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah, I'm just checking. I it's not going in the official place. If I do it, I'm just gonna kind of sprinkle it. But I don't. I didn't feel good about anything in this game. But it is, which is kind of ironic because it is like one of the tighter spreads. So if you like one of these teams, just bet them. Uh, but I didn't have the stones to bet UTSA. Matchell, your Roadrunners guy. Uh, you know, my gut's just telling me this would be a stay away for me. Stay off this one altogether. Matchell's not even live bullets, and he's staying away from this thing. <laughs> Fire and blanks. Fire and blanks, and he's like, that's not even worth the blank. I'll, I would ride the over with you guys just for fun. There you go. So we have three hypothetical overs that may or may not even get placed in that game. I should have just scratched that from the list. Okay, more fun. North Carolina and South Carolina, a little neutral field action, Charlotte. Uh, this game has a name apparently. The Duke's Mayo Classic. Matchell, you a Mayo guy? Seems like you can probably Mayo. Yeah, mayo. I'll go Mayo. Oh yeah. Um, let's see here. Two and a half points. UNC is favored by. Total is sixty-four and a half. Sixty-four is out there if you want an over. What do, What do we think, Matchell? The Battle of the Carolinas. That's a tough one. Uh, I mean, Drake, Drake may it's Drake may versus he can Spencer Rattler. It. I do not like Spencer Rattler one bit. Um, if you told me this was in South Carolina, I think I'd have to go Gamecocks. Tough Cox. place to play. Um, neutral field though. I guess give me, give me UNC. I'll ride with Drake May. I'd rather root for UNC over the the Gamecocks. Love to see a quick loss out of an SEC team. Ashel just took all my thoughts, so I'll jump in there. I, I'm on the same exact boat there. Just kind of looked at that. I was like, who would I want to root for? I can't pick Spencer Rattler in this game. I don't even feel good about it, but I'm taking UNC minus two and a half. And it kind of looks like a sucker bet, too. The minus two and a half, like it's almost baiting you to do it. I just I don't think Spencer Rattler is good. I'm with yeah, you. Don't bet, don't bet with your heart, boys. Bet with your brain here. The wrong team's favored. Oh no. I'll take. I have some juice here, some sprinkle on the on South Carolina's money line. Um, I I I think they real. Um, I think how they finished last year was super promising. I like their momentum, and UNC was kind of the opposite. They lost their last four games, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the SEC school. Okay, Trader, Beamer Ball. Um, 
Okay, let's get back on the same page here as a squad. 7.30, West Virginia at Penn State. Uh, we've got two live attendees here, so Matchwell and I will be there in full force. We'll, we'll provide field conditions. Field conditions will be reported live. Yeah, you're going to get a text about field conditions, so be on the lookout. I'll tell you how the track is looking, whether it's looking fast or not. Uh, for the record, we're not sitting together. If the game gets ugly enough, I guess we're sitting together, but we're going to need some people to leave the stadium, so we're rooting for the best here. We're rooting for Penn State to make this thing ugly. Uh, Travi, you kick us off first here. Thoughts? Jeez, I don't don't line, have any line, action. On, I got a line at no action 19, on this game. No action on this game. Nineteen and a half, forty-eight Yet. and a half total. Forty-eight and a half on a total. Oh, go over all day. Wait, you're kidding? Uh, Bet Rivers, maybe? Yeah, forty-eight and a half. Oh. Yeah, it's in a few spots. Jeez, I Fanduel, feel like it should be like fifty-eight. I feel like it should be fifty-eight. And the, a half. the problem there is West Virginia's offense. Can they score? I don't know, man. I, I think they probably can. I just happened to see like a replay of last year where they played Pitt and they scored 31 points. I think they were driving down the field to score and they threw that pick six uh, towards the end of the game. That was like basically the difference in that game. I don't know. I think they probably got some players. The Garrett Green guy seems more of like a kind of um, ground and pound sort of you know, short passes, run the clock. Yeah. He's going to run and try and make some plays. So it's not going to be like, I guess, having JT Daniels in there taking shots down the field. But I don't I don't see any reason they can't get to 50-some points. <laughs> uh, oh, together. For a second. I... Sorry, together. Yeah. Together. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't think West Virginia will score 50. Uh, I, I would expect Penn State's offense to struggle right off, right out of the gates. That just seems pretty standard. Flat. Then they'll, yeah. then they'll really turn it on in the second half. If I had to play like life on the line, I'd go um, maybe like oh, over uh, to, like second half points over. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Um, a little history here. So first meeting of my lifetime you guys were both born match was very young october 1992 last time these guys played they've met 59 times total penn state leads the series 48 9 and 2 um i'll just give my pick i'm in person at a game so i started looking for overs immediately I actually don't know what to expect out of West Virginia. I kind of alluded to this, but I'm a little bit worried they won't be able to score too many points. Uh, I guess it's going to come down to the running back. We like the running back, Donaldson. He's good. Are they going to be able to run the ball? Like, is that guy going to score twice and run for 150 yards? I have no idea. Um, Head coach is a dead man walking. West Virginia is not in a great spot in my mind. I am going to take the Penn State team total over 34 and a half and just root for Penn State to score because that's what I'll be doing anyway. Give me the over 48, 48 and a half just sounds too low. Um, Seven TDs. Neil Brown's trying to save his job. Um, You can't tell me like a 35, 14 game. Isn't that outrageous? 48, just just too, too low. 35-14 would put you right where you need to be. Yep, that's all you need. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, my only... Yeah, exactly. My only concern there was, like, can West Virginia score 17 points? I don't know, but maybe they only need 14. Late in the game. Garbage. Who yeah. knows what's going to happen. Garbage TD. I mean, Penn State could score 42. I don't know. Yeah. They can. Yeah, they can. can. Moving on to 8 p.m. South Alabama <laughs> at Tulane. Uh, some would say this is not a noteworthy game, but this pod will follow along. Um, let's start. We'll put you right on the hot seat, Matchell. What do you think of South Alabama and Tulane looking at about a six, six and a half point spread, which uh, Tulane is favored in, and a total of 51 and a half to 52. Tulane coming in at ranking number 24, for just for the record. Where's the game? At Tulane? Yeah, New Orleans. Give me, give me Tulane. I think they're, um, they knocked somebody off last year, didn't they? USC bowl game. Tulane's yeah. respectable. They can score. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you just tough... need, yeah, you just need them to win by six here. Six is a nice line. Yeah. Yeah. Give me Tulane. Travi? I'm, uh, we're, uh, we're going out of here. Head to head here, Matril. I'm taking <laughs> South Alabama. This line was seven and a half forever. I just stared at it, refused to jump in. And then sure enough, they look go to place the bet this week. It's at six and a half. Oh, doesn't burn. matter. doesn't matter when they're going to win outright though, Matril. So wow. I, I'm, I'm taking the six and a half points to work with. I think it's going to be hard trying to win the game in new Orleans, uh, home opener, but I just think South Alabama's like, going to be on a mission this year so somebody pretty, basically these... bringing everyone back so i'm pretty excited to watch them this year somebody jot down these hypothetical head-to-heads and see who comes out on top i like that uh well, well i'll have you live bullets friday night match we'll get the apps out take a look at some All promos right. uh i was gonna take a, an over here uh, these teams are over machines in the second half of last season, according to my notes. And that number looks pretty low. Uh, 51 and a half is out there, so I'll take an over. Okay, last game of Saturday. Coastal Carolina at UCLA. That's a, that's a fun matchup, underrated matchup. Wouldn't expect those two teams to, to play. And sure enough, I looked. It's the first ever game played between those two teams. Uh, ten thirty time slot is fun as well. Uh, I've got UCLA has named the starting quarterback. It is Ethan Garbers. They did not pick the five-star true freshman Dante Moore, so that's kind of an interesting wrinkle. Uh, Grayson McCall, new offense, final year, uh, debut game. I I can't imagine he plays flat here. I, I went back and forth on the side and yet again, I did the research into last year and up until McCall got hurt, these were over teams. Coastal was going over UCLA was going over. So same thing here. I'm going to take an over 65 and a half as opposed to playing that two touchdown spread. Same here. I'd lean over. I'd, I think they're both going to score a lot of points. I'll be interested to see how good UCLA's defense is. If I had another play, I would maybe lean towards Coastal Carolina's under. 
Coastal Carolina's team under. Okay. Team total under. I think yeah. maybe UCLA's D can end up being sneaky good this year. We'll see. Interesting. Um, yeah. So UCLA favored by 14 and a half match roll total around 65 and a half, 66 and a half. Yeah. I think I, I would just take the 65 and a half sounds like a lot, but I'll take the over. I'll ride it with you snake. Um, and let me just interject. Um, I'm going to name Utah's punter as the MVP of this game. Um, he, I think I've looked over and he has pinned Florida <laughs> inside the 10 yard line uh, half a dozen times. That's a, just a tough spot to be when you're playing at Utah, that insane defense, and you're just taking the ball f- from your own 10 Not, every time. Yeah. yeah. 90 plus yard drive. We're, we're dads, Matro. We can talk field, the field position battle. That's, that's, that's a huge part of it here. It seems like they are constantly backed up. The Gators are constantly backed up in their own end. Another, <laughs> another sidebar. Snake, you watched um, Ted Lasso, right? Yeah, I've seen it. Did you watch it, Trav? I watched it. It it cracked me up when, um, I don't know, it was in like season three or something. Beard said like, oh, I was the backup kicker and Ted was the backup punter or something. I was like, oh, that was me and my roommate, Snake, you met, Nick. <laughs> we were the backup <laughs> kicker and punter. It was, it was so dumb, but I was like, oh, it's kind of funny. I for, I. Up until you said that, I forgot that that was like a plot line they introduced into the show. It was like you just picture yeah, them like, being like linebackers or something. Beard goes to apologize to Nate or whatever, and somehow he like that comes up. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's a backup kicker. Uh, okay, that's it for Saturday. We're into Sunday. I think there might be multiple games Sunday, but I just jotted down the one, and then I know there's only one game Monday. So last two. As far as key games go, uh, this game is must watch LSU at Florida state. No, sorry. Neutral. I believe. Right. Yeah. Orlando, uh, Florida state's technically home, but it's, it's Orlando. Uh, the spread is LSU favored by two, two and a half, two. There's some twos and the total is 55 and a half, 56 and a half. Somewhere in that range. Uh, let's go back to you, Trav. What do you like? LSU, Florida State. Matro, I'm trying to figure out the some logistics there. I think I saw you looking a little confused, too. So we got a team from the panhandle of Florida playing a team from Louisiana, and they're playing the game in Orlando. How does that make any sense? Yeah, that's a little confusing. That's like neutral site, but it's not, not. in the middle. Yeah, not really. It seems neutral. to substantially favor one team yeah. more than the Ta- other. Tallahassee to Orlando can't be that bad, right? I was half maybe or something. I was also thinking that about the UNC South Carolina game. Does that not Charlotte? I mean, this is going to test my yeah. N- this is going to test my geography. I guess South Carolina Charlotte, is probably Charlotte close. to um, Charlotte to. Wait, where is where's Raleigh? The, where, Raleigh? Uh, is it? Uh, I thought it was like Durham. Yeah, same thing. Chapel Hill. That's got to favor UNC, right? Uh, th- uh, honestly, no, that's Columbia's. That's, that looks Columbia's like a dead three hours. Meet. I'd almost say Columbia's yeah. closer. Believe it or not. All yeah, right. Columbia's little, like on the highway, Mattrell. So I think it's pretty quick actually to get from. A little geography test. Charlotte there, to Columbia. I mean, yeah. Tallahassee, Orlando, and uh, Baton Rouge. Those are not. That's not close. Tallahassee is no. substantially closer to Orlando. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't like that. Um, for what I'm about to say, I've, I'm, I'm going to be take the, the sucker two and a half points here. I like LSU to win. I actually took them uh, money line <laughs> in like a parlay. I think I don't think I actually bet them to cover two and a half points because for all I know, they'll win by like a point or two. And I, I couldn't handle something like that in week one. So I do have them to win. I feel like they have more talent on paper. Um, one, but- po- one point game last year to your point, Trav. 24-23. Yeah, that game last year was wild. Um Matt, what do you what do you like? I like LSU. Um I know Florida State's kind of on the rise, but um I'm I'm an SEC guy. Um not that I'm rooting for other teams in the SEC, I just think <laughs> it's uh it's such a strong conference. Give me the SEC over the ACC. Like ten times out of ten, even though you picked UNC to beat the Gamecocks earlier, okay, any nine times. Love to see an SEC team go down. Nine times, nine <laughs> times out of ten, that was the one. That was the one. Nine out of ten. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call, Trav. Technicality. Uh, I'm, I'm with you guys. I, I want to take LSU like so incredibly badly and put like all my eggs in one basket, like really hit it hard. I just have a bad feeling I might regret it later. Um, I'm actually more confident that the I think both these defenses are kind of piss poor. Like LSU's D last year, I don't think was great, uh, which you wouldn't expect. They they hung like thirty on the dogs last year. LSU did, but the dogs scored fifty. Hung fifty, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm picturing fast paced offenses. Both the quarterbacks are pretty dynamic. I could scramble for twenty or thirty yards at any given moment. I'm like picturing uh, JT Daniels like standing at the at like behind center waiting for the snap, huffing and puffing. I feel like he could be running all over the place. So I I did take the over, but I couldn't help myself. I'm gonna little LSU sprinkle. I'll take the minus two. Uh, I think I even already bet it at two and a half. So is what it is. Um, but I'm not gonna get nuts with it. I want to get nuts with it, but I'm not gonna. Uh, and that brings us to Monday night. So I don't know about you guys, but this is the first time I can recall a college football game Monday night. Am I making that up or do they always play this? I feel like it's Clemson on a Monday night because I believe they played Georgia Tech last year. And that was, yeah, it was Georgia Tech, Clemson. It was a Monday I feel like we had them to cover. It was like 22 points and they ended up covering like late, late. Okay. Maybe I remember that. Um, So Clemson plays Duke in Durham, North Carolina is Duke in Durham. That seems Duke Duke's in Durham and okay. So this is in Chapel Hill. Yeah. Okay. So this is Chapel Hills in Durham. I'm not really sure. But it looks like it's an actual Duke home game. Uh, Clemson is favored by 13 points despite that, and the total is 55.5-ish. We'll go to Mattrell one last time here. Clemson at Duke, Mattrell. Two-score line, mid-50s total. What do you think? Everybody's pretty high on... Duke's quarterback too, right? Um, what's his name? Riley. Riley Leonard. And then they've got the 
Clemson's got what is he a sophomore this year? Give yep. me give me the over. I like some I like some points in this game. All right, he's becoming a gambler. I like that thought process right there. Uh, it's just over every time. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's just like I don't really love a side immediately. I'll take the over. Yeah. Um, I I just feel dumb picking Duke to cover against Clemson. Like I'm wrestling with that in my mind. Like Clemson just has. I know Clemson's gonna win. Could they win by less than thirteen? Yeah, they could definitely win by less than thirteen. But I just they're not gonna lose in conference. They're not gonna lose to Duke. It's just not gonna happen. So I'll probably dial up some sort of like same game parlay for fun for this thing, but um, for the sake of the pod and just having something on my record for this game, I'm going to sprinkle Clemson minus 13. And how did I place it today? It looks like there's 12 and a half. I'm, I'm going to do the same. This seems like one of those games where it's going to be weirdly closer than we think. Yes. Yeah. We're all going to be worried about Clemson and then they're but just going to start rolling. Okay, so you're going to say they do roll. I was going to say, if Clemson won by 40 and I was on Duke plus 13, I'd be like, why did I do that to myself? No, I agree. I agree. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. But it does does feel like that could happen somehow. This does feel like this has got to be Duke's Super Bowl. So, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to run down through my other picks here uh, just to put them on the record. And then you can do the same, Trav, Matril. If you have anything, we'll let you fire away as well. But I'm going to guess you're banking material as far as exhibition picks. Uh, Okay. I'm going to take a under 39.5 Northwestern at Rutgers. That's a noon game. Those two team names and a total around 40. I'll take the under all day. I'm back on the Rice Overs. Rice at Texas over 58 and a half. That that number is alarmingly low to me. I'm I'm in heavy on that. Uh, I think Texas could score 50 points on Rice themselves. And I think Texas could probably give up some points. Ohio State minus 30 at uh Indiana. I'm gonna take the Buckeyes. I think I think they win that game by 45 points. Uh here's an interesting one. Middle Tennessee State. Plus 39 at Alabama. I looked for the biggest spread I could find. Uh, I, I love the strategy. I'm going to cross off the scores at the beginning. I'm going to write down Middle Tennessee State 39, Alabama I think zero. I, I think we were on to that last year, and then we just all just stopped doing it after like two weeks. Yeah. I, Middle Tennessee beat Miami last year, which isn't saying a ton, but I mean, they might get fired up for this. I, I think if they can hang around that 40 point mark they could score late and cover uh and i'll just throw it out now too i do have one kind of exhibition parlay i am playing the thursday friday saturday sunday monday parlay (laughs) i've picked a money line on all five of those days so i have utah going tonight followed by hawaii on friday night unc on saturday lsu on sunday and clemson on Monday. The only number that's seriously juiced there is the Clemson is a minus 520. The rest of them are all uh, like minus 140 range, minus 190 for Utah, and then Hawaii's actually a slight plus. Uh, that parlay, that little five-legger there, 14 to 1, so fairly juicy. I think that may have been after a little boost action as well. 
Okay, your rundown, Trav. Any others outside the biggies? Yes. So I have Iowa to cover against Utah State. I did see that the QB is going to play Cade McNamara. I think he hurt his quad, which is a weird injury. I feel like I don't ever hear someone talking about a hurt quad. Sounds like he's going to play. We know that the offensive coordinator's got to score 25 points per game to receive a $112,000 bonus. And luckily for him, his dad is the one dictating whether to run up the <laughs> score or not. So to me, I think they're, I mean, I don't think if they're up 28-0 in the fourth quarter, I think they're going to try and keep scoring. So, and I think their defense is going to be very, very good. So I don't think they need to score more than, I think 28-0 might do it. Um, and don't be surprised if they're still trying to score at the end. So I'm in on that one. Uh, I'm an idiot. I'm in on UMass this week. I figured it would be like three or four scores. It's five. It's plus 35 against Auburn and Hugh Freeze. They scored 40 last week. I just need like 14. So that's an, that's I'm, an insane I'm, play. You're, you're picking UMass to cover against Hugh Freeze. You have no idea what Hugh Freeze has dialed up. Principal play. I'm in on the over 58 and a half for Rice in Texas as well. You said everything I had written down. I think Texas could score 50. Rice has got JT Daniels down there, hucking the ball now. So yeah, you're telling help. me he can't give us 14? Yeah, I think we're fine. I'm not buying the Wisconsin hype for some reason. I saw Buffalo's catching 28 points. That game seems like it'll be weirdly low scoring and uh, weirdly close for longer than <laughs> one would expect. I have the Texas Tech Wyoming under 51 and a half. I have one trivia for you guys. Do you know where the highest college football stadium is in the United States of America? So we got it's gotta be Mountain West or Pac twelve. Uh I'm gonna say Wyoming. It's Wyoming natural. Good job. <laughs> it's Laramie, Wyoming. How high do you think it is? I mean, let's not get nuts. I'd get nuts. 7,000 feet. That doesn't even seem fair. Is it that high? 7,200 feet. So we got a team from Texas flying up to Wyoming. We've all been talking about Florida and Utah. You see how this game's going? I think it could be a similar thing. I I, I like the under there. Wyoming's going to try and pound the ball, run the clock. Uh, And then Craig Bull usually can dial a D up there. So uh, I like the under there. Looks like I actually got in on a plus 14 there as well. That's probably not smart. Maybe don't do that. But uh, my thought was low score, low scoring, you know, 21, 10 sort of thing. They can keep that within 14. Uh, my other absolutely uh, ridiculous play. Been waiting for this one for weeks and weeks and weeks. Finally got it this week. I have the Sam Houston state under 13 and a half against BYU team total. This is in Provo. It's a home opener. It's under the lights. When how, these guys get you, behind. How do you find something like that? You can do it on action. If you go to more lines, you can look <laughs> at each team's team. Total. No, no, no. But what makes you go off? Oh, Sam Houston State's playing BYU, and I'm looking at team totals. Like, how did you even get onto that screen? When I was doing their team preview, I had this one <laughs> penciled in. So... This is, let me tell you this, this is their QBs from last year. And keep in mind, they played in the FCS last year. So it was one double A. QBs last year, six total touchdowns passing, 
45% completion rate. They have no receivers with more than 16 grabs coming back. So I'd play that number down to 10 and a half. I got it at 13 and a half. And I don't think they're going to get anywhere near that. I also was an idiot and threw together another parlay that will lose. Oh, God. I didn't realize it's a cheat Carol. Why not us parlay? Three legs. I got Northern Illinois against Boston College. I think that's about an eight-point spread. I have Wyoming to beat Texas Tech. Wow, I really got ridiculous. And then I have (laughs) North Texas to beat Cal. I think Cal's really going to suck. I think North Texas, who is hosting Cal, could steal that game. Okay. Uh, Cheat Carroll parlay right off the bat. Love it. 73 to 1. Holy cow. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's a cheat, Carroll. That's juicy. That Wyoming pick is probably going to be trouble. Okay. um, Matchell, I do have one over-under for you. Over-under one bear fight consumed this weekend for the fellas. Can you do 0.5 so we ha- so we can't push? If we put the we one, gotta make it happen. If we put the one out there, then we're not gonna want to push. We gotta make it happen, right? Yeah. So give me the over 0.5. I'm going heavy on over 0.5. Okay. Uh, we'll dig one up this weekend. Okay. Other than that, and you don't have any other. Uh, Comments, questions, concerns as far as uh, betting odds, right, Macho? We just need uh, we just need a leg from all the fellas here. And I'm just banking the rest of my exhibition picks. Okay, perfect. Um, I'll send them to you guys later. Yeah, put them out on your newsletter before K. Yeah. Um. So what we need at this point is everyone's favorite play, and we are going to dial up the old uh, three leg parlay, the ice cold three leg parlay. For old times' sake, here, and Give me I, Utah to Utah to cover. <laughs> that's that's a good play. <laughs> I have a good feeling about that one. And I hate Are to we, do this, but I'm really looking hard at a Friday game. I'd love to just keep them all to Saturday because I don't want to blow something on Friday. No, I, I kind of like getting that one out of the way with some momentum. Okay, well, I'm looking hard at Hawaii. Even at the three and a half, I still. I don't get it. So what if we, to kick things off, move these each by seven points or something? No, let's, I don't think we want to go there again because it wasn't winning. It wasn't winning regardless. Oh, good call. Actually. Yeah. I was thinking about the opposite. I was like, maybe this will help us out, but whoo, nice grab there. Dumb, dumb question. So we've got to take a team against the spread. No, you can do a total. You can either right. play a match. Even any a of team those total, they'll let you parlay that. All right. I don't know. Maybe you're right, Trav. Maybe we move. If we're going to take three legs, maybe we move them by six points. But I feel like every time. I, I like the conviction when you said that. Now, let's just do it, man. If we're going to lose it, we might as well just lose it. Yeah. I'd rather not lose one leg. Like, if it's going to lose, let's lose one ra- leg on a regular bet. Oh, man. Just trying to see if I like anything more than that. I, I wouldn't be opposed I to can't somebody. Believe how much I don't like anything. I guess it is the first week of the year. We I'm not really opposed to what we're gonna get. To so, you know what? I'm at. 
I'm at the point where I'm either playing a Friday game or a Sunday game, and we all liked LSU, right? Someone has to take the LSU leg. I could take it. You can. I want to play another one, actually. Someone else could. You take want that the rice over? One. I'll no, take. You can have it if you want. I'll take the LSU. You'll take LSU. Yeah, I don't want the Friday. I don't want to blow it on okay. Friday. Uh, Matchel, do you want the rice over? Otherwise, I'll take it. No, you can take it. All right. Do you have one you like? Dogs minus eighty. Like dogs, dogs minus eighty. All right. Minus five hundred. Um, uh, guts telling me the Penn State WVU over boys 48, 48 and a half just sounds too low. Yeah, right. I like that. I think we all like those three, so that sounds plus, good. Plus, sounds two of the, good. Two of the three of us are going to be there. So. Sounds good. I'm just waffling, boys. Do I do I flip LSU and Hawaii? Do we like Hawaii catching three and a half or LSU just to win by a field goal? <clears throat> all three of us were on LSU. We're SEC guys. It's just going to suck if they win by one or two. Can we just go money line there? I think that's fair. Because we're still going to be getting yeah. plus off. I think that's fair. Let's, All right. Let's move that I down to a money line. Let's compromise. Yeah. All right. So Rice. We're okay. hedging already. Yeah. Rice was, I think, about <laughs> 58 and a half. Matchell's total was like 48 and a half. And then I'll. Which is a good number. That's a great number. Yeah. But Elliot would love that. And then. And then I'm going to take LSU money line, which is going to be like minus 150 or something. What was the rice numbers? 58 and a half. That's what was sticking in my mind. That should be good. That's what? Eight TDs and a field goal. That should be just fine. That should be just fine. Okay. First, uh, the first happy hour parlay of 2023 is on record. If this thing wins, I mean, we're already basically matching last year's total because this sucker's going to be probably four <laughs> or five to one. So uh, this would be juicy. Okay, and that is the episode. Uh, that is episode forty-five in the books. I forgot to shout them out at the beginning, so I'll do it now. Shout out to forty-five, greatest president of our lifetime. Uh, <laughs> I thought you did this on last episode. Uh, it was a preview in 45. Teaser. Teaser. Oh, okay. That was yeah, a teaser yeah. for the upcoming. God, yeah. can't believe I had to listen to that again. 45. Okay. Uh, Matril, congratulations. Thanks for coming on. I'll get you into some live bullets this weekend. Thank, thanks for having me on, fellas. It was a pleasure. And um, glad I could steal the week zero slate from um, all the fellas out there who actually take this seriously so um <laughs> i apologize to you guys don't sell, um, don't sell yourself short Matro. that was impressive <laughs> yeah we'll see if snake can talk me into anything this weekend yeah. after a couple bear fights after a couple bear fights the six and one man we'll get him on a couple promos uh travi oh. you want to take us out with some hotline here yeah, hit, uh, hit us up on the text line, 4242429156. Uh, text us all your plays. Text us your uh, dad talk with Matrils. We'll uh, get a hold of him and get back to you on that. I'm also curious, we're just talking about a uh, parlay that you said you're assuming is going to be four or five to one. 
I'd like to know. I don't remember the last time I hit one of those. I'd like to hear the longest parlay that anyone's hit. I w- I'd l- like to hear that. Actually, I'm curious because I don't think I've ever hit anything. If I've ever hit something longer than ten to one, yeah, I was gonna say I I, I've never like, been over like eight. Yeah, I feel like. Anytime I ever hit a big one, it's because it's one of those risk-free $25 ones or something. And I, you know, it's like three legs and it's, I don't know, 10 to one or something. So that's actually like, you know, $250 or something. But I'd just be curious, longest, longest odds anyone's ever hit. Let me know about that. I'm curious. Yeah, Um, good call. Text us uh, your game balls. Um, Text us, uh, text us whatever. Um, Don't forget to um, follow us on Instagram. Uh, like us on Spotify. I think you like on Spotify. Actually, I don't know what you do there. Um, like, follow, rate. Give us five stars on Spotify. Rate. Give us f- give us five stars. Tell your friends uh, to join as well. Uh, maybe we'll do another little contest later on too. Um, and uh, just to uh, get some new people. Uh, uh, obviously, great to have Matril here as a recurrent guest, but always looking for some new guests as well. I know we have kind of have a couple lined up, but always looking for more guests. So. Um, yeah, maybe do another contest to get get more interaction and stuff. Yeah. Um, or hit the hotline. Anything, any, hit the hotline. Hit or hit the hotline. Just um, write me some sort of um, give me the reasons why you should be on the pod. I guess. Yeah. Um, anything I missed, Snake? Anything you wanted to add? I think that's it, buddy. Good luck to everyone with your week one bets. Uh, yeah, drink responsibly. That's about it. Go so, state. Go state. Thanks for coming on, boys. Good episode. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. What a good place to be Don't believe her Cause you speak a different language And it's never Suck been Suck me out of here Don't believe her Oh no Cause it's never Suck been Suck me out of here